The Bell Has Rung. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality, where today we are going to talk about Orange Cassidy being left a bloody orange. That's right. Cassidy was left a bloody orange last night on Dynamite as the best friends and Orange Cassidy, which is, of course, Chuck, Taylor, Trent, and Orange Cassidy took on the inner circles Jake Hager and Santana and Ortiz with La Champion Chris Jericho on commentary. This was a good back and forth match. Cassidy does what he usually does, which is play his character oh so brilliantly, only to have him wake up throughout the match and actually perform very, very well. And he ends up getting the victory for his team. I can't remember if he pinned Santana or Ortiz, so I do apologize for that. But nonetheless, Orange Cassidy gets the victory for his team. And Chris Jericho, being the La Champion that he is, is very upset about this and wants to make Cassidy pay for getting involved in inner circle business and it's just he's just not happy whatsoever so he decides that he Santana and Ortiz are going to beat down Orange Cassidy and the best friends and they beat down Cassidy to the point where he's bloody and then they get about a 20 pound bag of bloody oranges nope pun intended, except for this time, it was incredibly intended, because it's bloody oranges, so brilliant piece of writing there, and they take that 20, or sorry, he takes that 20 pound bag of bloody oranges, and just whacks it over the head of Cassidy, and as the blood is trickling down Cassidy's face, so I really, really like this. This was a nice, nice twist to how we normally see things going down in the progression of a feud. It usually is sort of slowly built, but now Orange Cassidy has all the motivation in the world whenever he comes back to face Chris Jericho. And as a result of this beatdown, next week, the best friends, Chuck and Trent, have put their AEW World Tag Team title shot at Fighter Fest on the line against La Sex Gods, Sammy Guevara, and La Champion, Chris Jericho. Because they're so angry over what happened to their friend, Orange Cassidy. So, I really, really like the storyline progression here. And this is what AEW does. I think just about better than anybody, with the exception of maybe NXT, but I think AEW is just all about character development and putting people over, and I absolutely love it, and this was my big takeaway, and when I was looking around for what to call a headline today, I I was like, I know what to call my review, and I know what to put on my thumbnail, Cassidy 
left a bloody orange. I thought that was very, very clever of me. So I hope you enjoyed that as well. So moving on with the rest of the show. Actually, let's do things a bit out of order here, just so I don't forget what immediately came after this. Because if you're wondering where Sammy Guevara was during this exchange with Cassidy, Guevara took on Colt Cabana in a match. Good match. Decent little match. It went about, I believe, according to my notes here, about 7 minutes and 26 seconds. So it was quick, but it did what it needed to do, which was to have Colt Cabana lose. So before we get into what goes down with Colt Cabana, because it's potentially a very big story, Sammy Guevara is celebrating, telling, yeah, Colt, you get out of here, you, you go away, you loser. And Colt, or sorry, not Colt, but Sammy is then joined by Matt Hardy who says, hey, man, I have no issue with you. And this is the Mattitude version of Matt Hardy talking to him. And like, I see a lot of potential in you. You're a young Matt Hardy, but in order to really advance your career, you've got to get away from Chris Jericho. Then we see about three or different, sorry, three or different, three or four different versions of Hardy confronting Sammy and in the end, Broken Matt Hardy ends up saying that he's going to delete Sammy Guevara. So maybe that feud isn't quite over yet. But what this did, which I found very, very interesting, is in one segment, it teased a potential breakup of the inner circle and a face turn for Sammy Guevara down the road, along with his opponent, Colt Cabana, who lost, and after the loss, we saw the entire Dark Order as Stu Grayson and Evil Uno are back, which I'm all about that, so chef's kiss on that one. That's tremendous. It's the first time we've really seen Stu Grayson and Evil Uno with the full-on Exalted One, because the last time we saw them together with Mr. Brody Lee was, of course, the night that Brody was revealed as the exalted one of the Dark Order. But they all are back, and they all come out and tell Colt that he can join them and turn things around. There's two different tunnels, and the Dark Order goes down the side of the tunnel in the arena that is darkly lit to simplify, or sorry, symbolize and make it simpler for the crowd is what I was trying to say that that is the dark path if Colt Cabana goes the other way he's going down the light path Cabana follows the dark path and ends up at the office of Mr. Brody Lee after refusing to talk to Dasha backstage so it would appear as though last night Colt Cabana may have joined the Dark Order. Now, we could, of course, see a twist here involved in this, but it sure seems that the Dark Order has gained a new member in Colt Cabana, who I guess is no longer Boom Boom Colt Cabana, if he's going to be a member 
of the Dark Order. So I didn't expect this to happen so quickly, which is why I wanted to kind of go out of order because I think this is the other big storyline from this show. And I got to admit, AEW just firing on all cylinders right now. And I love every single bit of it. So we'll have to wait and see whether or not Cabana is truly a part of the Dark Order. So moving backwards in time now for the rest of the show, the show opened up with the AEW in-ring debut of FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood, of course, the former Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, as they took on the team of the Butcher and the Blade, minus the Bunny. The Bunny apparently is no longer a thing. I haven't had time to watch Dark, so I just thought that this was kind of innocent flirting, maybe the Bunny missing messing, sorry, with the mind of QT Marshall, but apparently this is an actual storyline that's been building on Dark, so I need to take time to watch Dark, because if they're actually going to use Dark to advance storylines, I don't think it'll be a part of this podcast, but at least I can know, like, what is going on with Dark, so I'm not quite so confused, but yes, the Butcher and the Blade, minus the Bunny, took on FTR, and this was everything you'd expect it would be out of a 10 minute and 10 second matchup, it was good back and forth action to establish the difference for FTR between the AEW tag team division and the WWE tag team division and that this is the best tag team in the world and on any given night anybody can beat anybody the team of FTR then hits the shatter machine which is now called something else I fully do not remember what the move is called now so I do apologize for that I will try and have it written down in my notes for next week but nonetheless They hit the shatter machine, and then they don't finish the match. They follow it up with a package pile driver spiked from one man off the top rope. Shades of Arn Anderson and Telly Blanchard, who they've always been compared to. And of course, in WWE, the pile driver is not widely thought of, and not very many people can utilize it unless your name is Undertaker and or Kane. So it was almost like we know what we're doing. This is a new era for us. We're going to show you what we could have done with this move and prove that we are a different team now. So they have a new finisher for a new chapter as FTR leaving the revival behind. So I like everything about this match. It did exactly what it was supposed to do, including having Nick and Matt, the Bucks, come out after the match, thank them for helping them out of a jam a couple of weeks ago, officially introducing themselves, saying they've carried tag team wrestling on their back alone for the last 10 years, and just really starting to plant the seeds for that, only to have 
just about every other tag team in the AEW tag team division, including champions Paige and Omega, come down and get involved in a post-match beatdown, just delaying that epic match made official between FDR and the Bucks even further. They're going to keep this plate spinning as long as they can without having these two teams go at it. And I'm all about it. Next up, it was a women's tag team match. So surprisingly, we got back-to-back tag team matches. Not often you see that on a wrestling show period, let alone a TV wrestling show, but that's what Dynamite gave us last night. So it's Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford teaming up to defeat the team of the women's champion, Hakara Shida and Chris Statlander after Nyla Rose cost Shida the match by getting involved on the outside and Penelope Ford pins the women's champion in the middle of the ring at the 10 minute and 2 second mark according to my notes. So yeah, I was really surprised by this but, but this obviously majorly elevates super bad Penelope Ford while of course keeping Nyla Rose in the back of Sheeta's mind and thinking I'm not done with Sheeta yet because Sheeta cost me this match. So yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. Now, as we've already talked about, because of the fallout with Orange Cassidy, best friends put their AEW World Tag Team title shot up for grabs next week. But as it is anyway, it may not be the best friends going in to, or sorry, it may not be Paige and Omega who either the best friends or Last Sex Gods face at Fighter Fest because next week, Paige and Omega will defend the tag team titles against the team of the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rose, and QT Marshall. I have no idea where this came from. Again, this was probably a dark thing, but because I'm not watching dark, I had no idea what actually happened to set this up. But Dustin Rose and Brandy Rhodes are very, very angry that Allie is wearing a Nightmare Family jacket. So they clearly don't trust Allie. QT Marshall does, though. So this is a really interesting way of spinning the table of the breakup of the Natural Nightmares and probably a heel turn for QT Marshall. So I'm a big fan of this. Anytime you can do something that sort of goes against convention, you're definitely better off for it. And then we saw an interaction in the crowd between Billy Gunn and his son and MJF, and it set up a match for next week between Billy Gunn and MJF, which then leads us, leaves us, sorry, with the... Oh, by the way, we also, I almost forgot about this, we also did get another training 
video segment with Dr. Britt Baker, which was just brilliant. She is the best thing in AEW right now, the best women's heel in all of pro wrestling right now. And even with her being out and not being able to wrestle until all out, she is doing amazing work. So I'm all about that. And then finally, for the TNT Championship, it was a match that went 11 minutes and 43 seconds as Cody retains against Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn plays up the worked injury from a couple of weeks ago where they play off that the Hardy Party is a thing. Matt Hardy does a company private party of the ring. He's all about pumping up Mark Quinn. But they utilize this kayfabe injury to really play off the fact that Mark Quinn was basically doing all of his moves on one leg, which was a nice way of showing that if he was at 100%, this outcome may have been different. Cody gets the win in the end. And then afterwards, Jake Hager comes out, starts a confrontation between the inner circle and Cody and the Hardy Party, Matt Hardy and Private Party, who clear the ring. And Cody gets on the mic and says, Hey, Jake, I think I know what you're asking for. You're asking for a match at Fighter Fest for the TV title. Or, sorry, not the TV title, but it is AEW's version of the TV title, the TNT Championship. You're asking for a TNT title match at Fighter Fest. Well, you've got it. So that match is made official. And then I realized, looking over my notes, that I did forget one quick backstage interview segment with AEW World Champion John Moxley talking about Taz and Brian Cage and how Taz is running his mouth saying Brian Cage is going to beat him. And people thinking they can touch him at any level and any promotion is what pisses him off. It's what drives him. And that leads to Taz confronting him, saying, quit running your mouth. Brian Cage then attacks him from behind, drops him on to a car windshield with a running powerbomb type maneuver. And so he is left laying and we're wondering what kind of condition is he going to be in for Fire Fest in a couple of weeks. So that 100% is it for this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Do let me know as we don't have any live comments coming through here on YouTube and Facebook. So do let me know as always what you thought about this week's episode of Dynamite by leaving me a comment via the replay on YouTube and Facebook or down in the description below you'll find the social media for in ring reality which is just at in ring reality on all platforms minus snapchat because in my opinion snapchat doesn't really work for a podcast so you can get in touch with us that way on that of course being instagram twitter and of course you already know about our facebook page that you can also use as social media and then, of course, you can get in touch with us by email as well at inringreality at gmail.com. 
please, if you're listening to us for the first time and enjoyed what you saw and or heard today, if you're on the audio-only experience, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts as your audio podcast platform of choice, please do consider giving us that five-star review as it really does help the show to grow. Also, please do keep in mind that if you like the video version, you can also give us a follow on Facebook and a subscribe and a bell notification ring on YouTube so that you never miss any future editions of the podcast, such as the NXT review for this week, which will take place in moments. And as I always like to say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to go out and do something great today.